Acquisitions Anonymous, Internet's number one podcast about small businesses for sale and the case studies we do around them. I had a good time today with Bill. We talked about another cool business, which is a cemetery plot brokerage in Southern California. And this one came from one of our listeners, and I'm totally blanking on who it was. Uh, But if this was you, uh, thank you for sending it over. You know, again, our DMs are open on Twitter, uh, and you can always email and track us down. Uh, We would love to see more like that. So uh, with no further ado, here is the episode. This episode is sponsored by Acquisition Lab. Acquisition Lab, created by Walker Diebel, author of Buy Then Build, How to Outsmart the Startup Game, is an accelerator with a highly vetted cohort-based educational and support community for people serious about buying a business. After going through the lab's month-long intensive, you have ongoing access to almost daily Q&A sessions with advisors, regular live deal review forums with Walker, handpicked vendors for your deal team, and a very active Slack group with other searchers on this path. Our team personally understands how to buy a business and will help navigate all the complexities of the process, as well as provide a trusted framework, tools, and resources to support you from search to close. The Acquisition Lab recently celebrated its 70th business being acquired and well over $100 million in aggregate transaction value. The lab is here to stand by your side so you can take the right action at the right time and avoid wasting countless hours trying to go it alone. For more information, check out acquisitionlab.com. Link is in our show notes or email the lab's director, Chelsea Wood, at chelsea at buythenbuild.com. All right, Bill, I got a deal. I don't know if it's as good as the aphrodisiac chocolate pizza boat or (laughs) all the other crazy (laughs) deals we've done lately, but I think it's pretty good for today. It's a little less upbeat than those two, but (laughs) (laughs) this may be at the other end of the life cycle. But anyway, how are you doing? I am doing great. I have finally got my camera fixed. I am I'm back live. So if you go on YouTube, you can look at my ugly face. Oh man. Well, it's good to see you again. It's better than uh dark room bill. So Yes, yes, I'm back. Um and congrats to you on launching Scale Path. That was pretty cool. Oh, dude, thanks for the shout out. Um we uh you know our goal was to get to fifty to hundred signups and uh we've exceeded that as of this morning. So sweet, pretty happy. And uh, Sam, you know, who's CEOing and he's my associate that is growing into running the business. He has uh, 18 customer uh, interviews today. So he's like, no, I can't move our meeting, Michael. I'm on Zoom all day. So pretty. Those are the worst days. I mean, great when you're selling things, but the worst days (laughs) for him, not for you. (laughs) For me, it's cool. Like, you know, I'm just the chair. He's, he's, he's the one that's making the business happen. But you know, he and I developed the idea together, and that's the thing that has me excited is how excited he is about it. That's the key to have, you know, to have an operator who is incentivized the right way and excited about it. Yeah. Well, and that, I think that's the biggest learning that I've done through incubating companies. Like, you think it's about you come up with the idea and then somebody else will get excited about it. They never do. They never do. You have to you have to develop the idea together. So, yeah, yeah it is fun. Cool. All right, you want to talk about this uh, cemetery brokerage business? Let's do it. All right, let me pull the sucker up and we will read it. Man, we are just, uh, I think we're doing a great job of picking interesting deals, which has me excited. So, and I've heard oh, some yeah. stories about this cemetery brokerage business. So it's from Biz Buy Sell, our, our favorite future sponsor of the podcast. One day, we will get Biz you, Biz Buy Sell. <laughs> we'll get you. <laughs> Either that or it will get so big that we buy Biz Buy Sell and then just make it captive. Well, that's- they That's the thing I want to do. They should totally buy our podcast. We would, we would, well, I don't know. The problem <laughs> is they don't deals. care. 
The problem is they don't give a crap because they're owned by CoStar and just they got right. It got bought as part of it, like a big acquisition. And it's like this backwater of this huge company and nobody cares about this by sell. CoStar is definitely one of those like it's in the eBay category of we all use you, but we hate you uh, bucket. Like yep. just terrible. Terrible. All right. This one is a well-established cemetery brokerage business for sale in California. The asking price, by the way, the picture for those of you not on YouTube uh, the picture is of some cemetery plots, but nobody's name is on the uh, headstones, which is interesting. So uh, the asking price is two point nine million. The cash flow is two point one million. Ooh. So my math there, Bill, which is not always good, is this is for sale at approximately one point three times free cash flow. That's right. I'm not a rocket scientist either, but that's roughly correct. Did I have you at hello? <laughs> uh, maybe the thing is though, usually when they're priced like this, it, it, it's too good. To, it's not too good to be true. It's so good that, you know, something's wrong with it. And then you just got to figure out why, <laughs> what maybe we'll, maybe we'll find out. Maybe yeah, we life will. is like a box of chocolates. I don't know if you've heard that. <laughs> um, all right. Gross revenue is 2.4 million. So cash flow is 2.1 million. Gross revenue is 2.4 million. EBITDA is 900,000. I'm intrigued. I'm puzzled. What? But continue. How does that work? I don't know how that works. That e- that cash flow of two point one and EBITDA of nine hundred on revenue of two point four. All right. Uh, 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 uh I, yeah, because EBITDA has to typically be bigger than cash flow. Usually, I mean, unless, unless the cash flow number is just totally wrong, and in fact, this is nine hundred thousand dollars of EBITDA priced at two point nine million, which is a little bit more normal, right? Yeah, that's three yeah. x. Yeah, three, three, yeah, three X. All right. So inventory non-existent, furniture, fixtures, equipment non-existent. Established in 1998. Business description: This cemetery brokerage firm is a well-known, respected business in California that specializes in helping death care service providers and individuals purchase and sell cemetery plots. With a long history of providing reliable services to its clients, these cemetery brokers have become a trusted source for families looking to buy or sell cemetery plots for their loved ones in California. This business focuses mainly on the Southern California area and could grow if the new owner has the right expertise and comprehension of the death care industry. There is a unified and established team in place that is prepared to help the owner with uh, transition. The current owners enjoy managing the business, but they have the freedom to take time away from it due to the proficiency of their team. The office staff works alongside the owners while the sales staff is out in the field. The office personnel are well-informed and have a thorough understanding of all the regulations associated with the business. In order for this business to operate, the broker of record must be a resident of California. This broker should be a great supplement to an existing cemetery brokerage or a perfect opportunity for someone in the field of cemetery sales who desires to become their own boss. 20 employees, and this is perfect business for an industry expert who wants to maintain their stellar customer service uh, that has made this business a success and earned it a great reputation in the community. Be part of something special and join this thriving business today by Andy Rump of the Decane Group. So I'm going to click on Andy Rump here while you kind of think about how All you right. feel about this one. So this is a cemetery plot brokerage business. So I think this means that my loved one dies and I call the broker and go, I have somebody to bury somewhere in this area. Can you find a spot for them? Uh, is that how it goes? I always assumed, and this is maybe naive, that you kind of knew what cemetery you wanted and that most cemeteries had plots available, but maybe that's wrong. So the way I, yeah, the way I understand this works and I've heard stories by the way. So like here in Catholic San Antonio, the two biggest and most prestigious, uh, most prestigious burial lots 
um, cemeteries are owned by the Catholic Church. And it's actually a huge moneymaker for them because they are auctioning off and selling and buying and reselling and getting donated plots all the time. So they have like a whole sales staff in the Catholic Church who is brokering and dealing people paying $100,000 to be buried on a hill at this at a particular ceremony or a cemetery here in San Antonio. So I think that in most of these markets, especially because they're, you know, cemeteries have this problem of filling up. Um, I think that people end up buying these plots, they reserve them. And the, I, I have to have to believe, and the way I understand it works is there is like a hierarchy of plots that you want to have and people will trade up, trade down, they'll buy one and then they'll have be a strange. While they're still living, you mean? So like, yeah, I I know where I'm going to be buried. I own my plot and then a better one comes available and I want to trade out. Yeah. Or I get divorced and I'm not interested in being buried next to husband number one. Mm, okay. I, I perceive that this transaction happened between death and burial, but you're telling me that these transactions happen mostly while you're alive for yourself. Uh, I, I, I don't know if it's mostly, but I know it happens. Like my grandparents uh, had picked out in their fifties where they were going to be buried and it was already all set out and they paid money for it. And it went to the funeral home who had the cemetery plot in the back. It's right near my house. Like I know. Interesting. <laughs> so you can totally, so this is not more, this is not as much like a realtor with like, you know, infrequent large transactions. This is more like a market maker almost like of all yeah. the cemeteries in the area and the inventory moves around all the time and you're just trying to do transactions. hundred percent. And it's interesting. I double clicked on the listing bill. This decaying group is the first time we've run across a brokerage that specializes in, and and I hope you're sitting down, they specialize in the death care businesses. Exclusively. Exclusively funeral homes. Uh, and uh, well, in this case, they're the one brokerage. But here they're selling like a burial concept system. So like a technology business that sells entities in the death care industry. Wow. Like it's like a service provider selling to the death care industry. Um, but and they've got various funeral homes. And, and by the way, there is a huge private equity roll up going on in funeral homes and has been for 20 years. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's pretty yeah. hard to find an independent funeral home anymore, isn't it? Yeah. And it is. Uh, I mean, have you been on the business side of like burying any relatives or anything? I just recently, unfortunately, was. Yes. My grandmother. Yeah. So like. How much did they charge you for the casket? It was a lot. I actually, what I what we learned in this process, and this is interesting. Uh, my grandma, my grandfather passed away twenty years ago. My grandmother's casket, same casket, uh, five hundred dollars less, which means that this same funeral director took my then grieving grandmother twenty years ago for a ride on my grandfather's casket. Because in 20 years, that price of that casket should have been double. And, but it was the market clearing price was the same, which means yeah. she got absolutely screwed 20 years ago. Look, I, I'll just come out and say it. I hate this industry. Like, I hate, I hate the way they treat their clients. I hate the way the margins are. I hate the way they leverage people's guilt to try to make money from them. Uh, and it's like... To me, like, it's just so gross. <laughs> like, yeah, it's like, pretty it's, gross. It, it just feels so wrong the way they treat people. And then you have private equities coming in, right? And they're like, oh, well, you need, do you need the uh, basic flower arrangement or do you need the one that your uh, shows you actually loved your mom? 
Which yeah, one oh, do you it's want terrible. To? Like, this is one of those things where, like, it just feels like, okay, if it's a local operator, like, obviously, we need funeral homes, right? Like, they need to exist, right? And, like, the local operator who is in touch with the community and is not gouging people, like, that's what you hope to see. But then it gets total 180 when private equity comes in and, like, corporatizes and upsells and it just gets really gross. Because, like, yeah. you have, like, your loved one dies. Like, you have three days or so to arrange all of this. You don't have time to shop. You know, and you're in a state of grief and people just stick it to you. Uh, it has been interesting to see people do discount uh, discount funeral services. Have you seen any of these guys? Uh, no, we'll just like quick cremation and you're done. Uh, here's one. Well, this one was this one I knew was by me because they're in a strip ball. <laughs> okay. So, uh, but it's called Funeral Caring USA. Um, and they claim to do discount funerals. So like the Costco for funerals, but they don't say that they just describe it as affordable and all that kind of stuff. And they give you packages. Um, but here it's like, they have prices listed on their website, which I think is pretty good. <laughs> so that is not normal so, prices listed on the website in the funeral care. Caskets from five ninety nine. So they're here. This one's here in San Antonio and they're like, yeah, hi, we're, you know, very basic type stuff. And then they have like a, a not very good website. <laughs> it has a bunch. Of, it looks like it's been a hacked. Man. Yeah. Um, so big business. So I didn't, I mean, I knew funeral homes were big business. I did not realize this funeral plot, burial plot thing was big business. Also, I, I just sort of assumed like you had a church or, or maybe the funeral home performed this function. I didn't realize this would be a third party situation. Yeah. So I, the way I understand it works is say that somebody wants to go dispose of a uh, plot that they're not going to use, right? They go to one of these brokerages and then the brokerage has the connections to the different funeral homes, um, to different folks that are associated with the different, like, um, what should we call it? Like the plot, the, the cemetery management. Um, and I don't know if you knew this, you can actually go buy like a cemetery because they're money makers. Have you, ever, have you ever looked into this? Uh, I have not owning a cemetery. <laughs> yeah, so they're somewhat regulated because it turns out putting dead bodies underneath your uh, underneath your ground is something the state kind of cares if you're doing or not, and they want to know you're doing it correctly. Yeah, uh, but yeah, there was one time I I owned a piece of property on the south side of San Antonio, and somebody had put a cemetery next to it. It was like a for profit cemetery, and then I looked up one day and they were trying to sell it. <laughs> like, okay, wow. here's so, the income from the cemetery. So the economics of these things, as I understand it. Um, the cemetery, you know, right. You buy once you're dead forever. So you're in the ground for perpetuity and they still got to like mow the grass, keep the lights on all this stuff. Right. So as I understand it now, of course you can net present value, the, the cash flow stream of mowing the lawn forever. Right. And I think that's sort of how they price it. But as I understand it, Michael, there is specific regulation that the cemetery must put aside like a certain number of assets in trust, like per, in perpetually so that they are guaranteed to always be able to mow the grass. Like they can't just promise you that they'll always mow the grass. They are legally required to have an, basically have an endowment that yields enough money to mow the grass. I'm simplifying, right? But that's true, isn't it? I think so. I was just pulling up the Texas laws for cemeteries. Um, the basic laws pertaining to cemeteries. All right, let's look them up. I have no idea. A cemetery is a place where dead bodies and cremated reigns are buried. It is a locale set aside either by an authority or a private enterprise. Um, cemeteries are normally regulated on a state level, and they provide provisions to privately owned. For example, when a cemetery is a privately owned or operated cemetery, 
then blah, blah. Then it has to have a care. There's like a care act that goes with that one. Um, and it looks like, I don't know what state this is, but I guess each state has their own kind of type of things and it like covers, okay, here's what's going to happen. If you abandon your, your cemetery, like, um, how to like make sure that the, the cemetery facilities stay safe and healthy and all that kind of stuff. Um, what the local government can do to keep you from having the, um, the cemetery in an area. Cause obviously people sometimes don't like cemeteries cause they don't pay a lot of property taxes and that sort of thing. Yeah. The contract definition, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's very, uh, it's very there. I mean, this all smells like they at one point had problems where people would open up cemeteries, sell a lot of plots and then haul ass to Brazil. Oh yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure. So what's interesting is, is you mentioned, Michael, they're regulated state by state. And this yeah. business, the, the burial plot brokerage business, is located in the Southern California area, and the owner must be a resident of California. So sounds like in classic California fashion, you need a license for this, uh, just like you need a license to cut hair or fart in public in California. Uh, so you need a license to broker funeral plots in California, it seems like. Uh, and live in California. So you cannot live, live someplace else. Like, yes. I thought you meant you needed a license to live in California. And I was like, yes, basically. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it does tie back to my kind of my general rant about California, which is like people, business people like us or people that want to live there complain about California and all these regulations and high taxes and all this kind of stuff. And then the answer that everybody gives you is, but like California is the sixth largest economy in the world. Look how great it's doing. Look at all this like, stuff that's going on. And my answer to them is, well, wait, what if you didn't screw it up as much as you are? Like, would it be the third largest economy in the world? (laughs) (laughs) That's, you know, that's the logic. Like, yeah, it's going fine, but that's not proof you're not underperforming. Um, And like the same thing going on for this business, like, okay, this, this business theoretically is either selling for 1.3 or three times uh, cash flow profits, which we haven't really figured out how that works (laughs) in terms of this listing. But also, like, because of the rules of California, like, your number of buyers that you could sell to is relatively limited. You can only sell to California residents. Like, so you or I is not going to be able to buy this unless we decide we're going to start paying California personal taxes, and I'm not interested. No, thank you. Well, of course, there are plenty of people, though, that live in California that might be interested in this business. Um, So let's hit what I do really like about this business, I think. It's going to be around forever. Right. (laughs) I mean, there is now I don't know, maybe there is some technology risk in this. Like, could you see a biz buy sell for funeral plots? Like I could potentially see a marketplace here. But at the same time, this is a very kind of like touchy, personal type of thing, you know, and, and local. So I think you could be around for a long time doing this. Uh, look, and I think it also uh, is going to grow with inflation and is going to benefit from California stupidity. And California stupidity is I got here first. I built my house here. Nobody else could build a house near mine. Thank you. You know, my ancestors got here in the 80s. That makes me an OG. And I think the same thing is like, you know, they're not putting any more like cemetery plots anywhere. Like what are they put in the nope. cemeteries. So like, you're only going to see the same kind of stuff that you're seeing with every other real estate thing in California, which is California shooting itself in the foot uh, by not allowing there to be enough development of new stuff to match the population and, and growth. And I think that's going on here too. Like these plots, the good plots have to be going for hundreds of thousands of dollars, right? And you like oh, yeah. that about a brokerage because you're charging a percentage. 
Like, unless this is a wacky kind of brokerage, but that's the way this stuff almost always There's works. an episode of that show, Billions, which entirely centers on this concept where Bobby Axelrod uh, or Wags, his, his number two, want a specific plot. And, you know, one of their rivals has it and they it's like a, it's a seven figure transaction yeah. in the show in New York City, uh, which is probably another place with very expensive burial plots. Uh, so uh, the, I, it's it's great, right? Like this is going to be around. Uh, got a lot of durability. It turns out, I don't know if you're aware of this fact, but people are going to keep dying forever, for at least the foreseeable future. And more <laughs> that, that could change. There's more people. And so they're probably going to keep dying. Uh, people keep moving to California. So you have to love that. Look, I think it's, t- there's, there's a two-sided marketplace. These people are making, you know, there's a combination of the funeral planning industry, you know, via the funeral homes. So I don't know if you're aware of this, but a lot of what the funeral planning industry will do is they go to f- folks in their fifties or sixties and they pre-sell them their funeral stuff. Because I mean, I'm seeing my parents go through this and I saw my grandparents go through this. They get old enough that they want to plan out what's going to happen after they die because they're very cognizant that they don't want to be a burden on their kids. They saw what happened with their parents. And mm-hmm. so like a lot of times these people will come in and pre buy a spot. They'll buy a funeral home package ahead of time. It'll all be set up, maybe even prepaid. And it's like, here's how it's going to go. Even down here's who, who's the priest is and the music they're going to play. And so I think, you know, because of that, you're in a situation where like the transactions keep happening. You're connected to those people as one side of the marketplace owning this business and the other side of the marketplace is like the sellers, right? Like who are potentially the same people and you're brokering the deals between all of those. And then you're connected to the funeral homes. You're connected to the cemetery management. Like they all kind of work through you um, and you make that market. Like that's those, those personal connections are not going anywhere. Um, and then I have another point, but I'll pause there because I did like a, a minute long girdly rant about why I like this business. I like this, but you know what business I really like? <laughs> uh I just found it by Googling, which is the theme of this uh, this show, but it is called thecemeteryexchange.com. Oh, I'll pull it up. And please pull it up on the screen share because it is priceless. Uh, it looks like it was made in the GeoCities editor in 1991. Um, Whoa! <laughs> I mean, it is unbelievable. If And Michael, if you want to see... Go ahead and click on uh, search for cemetery property to buy right there, the first button. I know it may take you a while to find it, given the design. Whoa. Of the and now click on any state in the union, sure, California, since we're doing it. Pick any place, somewhere popular, hopefully, so they have listings. Oh, yeah, go sorry, back. It shows Los Altos. All right, I'll yeah, try. You uh, just went right over like Menlo Park and LA and all those places and shows Los Altos. All um, right, I'll just, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Look at these listings. They're like in neon font, like sale. But like the prices are interesting here, like $5,700, $21,000, $12,000, $12,000, $10,000, $35,000, right? So like these are car-sized transactions, um, which and I bet you make a 10% vague on these things. If I had to guess. Uh, so this is a vault, actually. Oh, a double-depth companion grave space. So like you would sleep on top of your... I think you're buried in the same hole as your spouse in this case. Uh, the, gra- the grass is on top. So so this one I clicked on. Holy cow, look at this one. It's in Los Angeles and the, the Hollywood sign is behind it. So this plot is listed for $86,000 or best offer. Bill. Yep. Celebrity, it's the ce- world famous Hollywood Forever Cemetery the celebrity section eight 
Lot 76, Grave 17. Man, this is like go to a Taylor Swift concert. If it's important to you, you should know that Mickey Rooney, Tyrone Power, Nelson Eddy, and Valerie Harper, whoever those people are, are buried nearby. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, they have a flyer? Oh yeah, it's sold like real estate. Two person (laughs) double depth, non-sectarian plot overlooking the lake by a tree, easy access close to road, beautiful site, holds two caskets or four urns. Uh, nearby plots and immediate need are also available, uh, blah, 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 right? Um, $86,000. I also get the sense these things are highly negotiable because it says that is 75% of what HFC would normally charge, HFC being the Hollywood Forever Cemetery uh, where this is located. So apparently on the cemetery change, you get 25% off. Um, but the cemetery exchange, this is the business I want to own, right? This is the the technology platform that we hope one day kills the business we're actually looking at on this episode, which is the cemetery broker. But um, I, don't, I don't know, Bill, this, uh, this site looks so modern and like, but that's why enabled. great, right? Because it's working anyway. Like this is like the classic great sign that they're doing everything to screw up and it's still working. Holy cow. I just pulled up San Antonio and, uh, man, your plot on here? expensive. <laughs> your grandma's uh, cemetery on here so actually i think this is the one sunset memorial park this is the one where my uh where my grandparents are built buried and the plots are 4750 dollars each there you go so for five grand you can be buried near the girdleys they should the cemetery <laughs> girdley cemetery no look it's floyd r girdley right there do you see it i do see that it looks an awful lot like Girdley. No, I, I think it says Bradley, but, but I just, <laughs> I, I wanted to mess with you. I yeah. thought that would be cool. Very nice. Uh, yeah. And what, so how much do they charge you uh, for this uh, cemetery exchange? It doesn't um, say what their VIG is. If I had to bet, it's 10%. Um, I mean, that's oh, what, okay, hold on. This is what they do. No, they oh. don't even charge you a percentage. Oh, it's, just it's a so bad. A hundred bucks. List to sell one-time fee only. It's a classified ad site. So what's so interesting here is you've got this one end of the market that is classified ads, basically, like pay per post, right? And then you've got the other end of the market where this business that we're looking at today is doing a, at minimum a million dollars of EBITDA, right, per year brokering these things just in one state. Um, and I don't think you get to a million dollars a year on $100 listing fees. So I'm almost positive they're taking a VIG business we're looking at. So to me, this is there's opportunity here in this industry. I mean, this is this is big enough to support a million-dollar EBITDA business in one little regional market. Maybe not little Southern California, but they're probably not the only one. Uh, it seems like there is a an opportunity here. So this is, I pulled up this Catholic Cemeteries. I was looking for San Antonio, but this is like the Catholic Cemeteries organization in Minneapolis. So they have like a whole price list here. So share this tab instead. Lot internment services. You can do a crypt from anywhere from $12,000 to $60,000. Non-monument graves are $1,800 to $2,530. Or you can get a back-to-nature ceremonial boulder, $8,000 to $16,000. You know, I think you only get that bill if you truly love your relative and want to show them how much you love them. Otherwise, yeah, if if you don't, you'll get one of the cheaper ones. (laughs) Are you? (laughs) <laughs> do you even cemetery bro 
basically I think about this. <laughs> well, I mean, you so, can spend a lot of money. And honestly, I don't think these prices, I mean, like a mausoleum or a crypt for 25 grand, like I think that is still on the very low end. Uh, there is, there's the most exclusive cemeteries in San Antonio, Texas. Yeah, I got to figure out which ones those were. But maybe it was San Fernando. Like, these are like, there were, at some point, there were like 10 or 12, like, plots left. And they were going for like hundreds of thousands of dollars. Oh, yeah. And now I can see how, like, a broker, like, think about it. If you've got a valuable asset, a house or a business, it's helpful to hire a broker to get exposure. Like, where do you go? You're like, hey, I've got a valuable cemetery plot that might be worth 100 grand. How do I liquidate that? Like, you post an ad in the paper. You know, I could see that, you know, a broker would be really valuable. What, um, so what do you think this means about our, back to our listing? The office staff works alongside the owners while the sales staff is out in the field. So the sales staff, I guess, has, it sounds like they're like almost entirely commission-based. I mean, in the field here has got to mean visiting cemeteries, right? And trying to figure out what inventory they've got. I mean, I, I would think what would be really interesting here is we've already established there's not a robust sort of online marketplace that's dominant. So there's, you know, it's, it's not easy. There's not like a Zillow.com for these things. So if you want a cemetery plot, like where do you even go? I think the knowledge of what is available in the market is actually pretty proprietary here, right? Like that's what makes them valuable that, that you type in burial plot, Southern California, and their Google ad comes up and you call them. And they know exactly what's available in a hundred different cemeteries in the in the local area. And they go, "Oh, I got one in this one. I could do you for twenty two grand. I got one over here. I could do you for five. How much do you want to spend? You know what I mean?" So I think that sales staff in the field actually understanding what's available is probably pretty valuable. Look, I think this business is very interesting. If the cash flow is indeed two point one million, uh, I think that's pretty cheap. Like you could buy it for one point three to. It, my guess is it's really probably more like three times earnings. That's my guess is what I, there's got to be something wrong with this cash flow thing. <laughs> like yeah, this doesn't make sense. That's a goof up. I think this is $900,000 of EBITDA asking 2.9 million. <sighs> Look, it, it looks like you can, uh, you can SBA this, like it has track record. Uh, it looks like, you, you know, I, I mean, and the thing I like about this, I talked about how yucky funeral homes are. Like, I don't think this is yucky. Like, I think you're actually dealing with people who are not distressed, right? They're not like in grief. Like you're treating them like real human beings and doing a transaction. Like, I think I would be okay being in this business. And I think this is a pretty good business that probably has a pretty strong network effect. It's not going anywhere. I like it too. I mean, I I think I, what I would be diligent in here is, is there really a moat? Like, do they have proprietary data here? And proprietary relationships, like is that sales staff like beating the pavement at all these funeral homes and has this business built relationships with these funeral homes since 1998, whenever it was established, you know, 25 years ago? If so, I think this is maybe hard to cold start. Uh, these guys started this back in 1998. So I would be interested also digging into their origin story? Like, how did they get started? And that sometimes will tell you how likely it is that one of your people leaves and goes and starts their own thing. But there is a nice thing here that says, this could be good for someone who is in the industry already and wants to become their own boss. Like, okay, 
that means there's probably something that keeps those folks from starting up on their own um, and going in to compete with you. So I like that aspect of it. But look, I think this is one, man, if you would want to be in this industry and it's the right kind of size for you and you're in Southern California or you want to live there, like, man, pretty good little business to be in. Low CapEx, you're not maintaining any inventory. Uh, you're going to grow with inflation. Um, you're potentially helping people. You're spending lots of time outdoors in fields. Uh, <laughs> so there's a lot going on uh, that I think I like. You know, I like this business. And okay, let's take a moment, pour one out for all the deals we've hated. I think we like this deal. I think I like, I think it would be a really great acquisition target for an existing funeral home who wanted to kind of vertically integrate, right? Because a funeral home, you, they can put you in a hole in any plot of land, right? So to, to start to vertically integrate that out would make a lot of sense. Amazing. All right. Well, cool. Well, let's wrap it up there. Uh, unless you have any, anything else to say about it? No, it's a good one. I'd be interested in learning more. All right. Well, hey, we're, we've been close to cracking top 50 on the entrepreneurship podcast again. Do us a favor, open up your uh, podcast app, write a review um, or tweet about us. Those are your two options. The content is free. Uh, the jokes cost money, unfortunately. So we're not making any. Uh, but the ask is, hey, do us a favor and help us grow the podcast. Take 30 seconds uh, as a thank you um, and go from there. And please uh, shop with our sponsors. That's also cool. But yeah, review, tell a friend, please do us a favor.